to another episode of Cousins and Cocktails, where we discuss a new topic while we enjoy a beverage. I am Michaela. And I'm Michelle. So grab your favorite drink and join your favorite side of the family. All right, so this is going to be like a mini episode because we were talking about family cat stuff. And now we're going to finish it up. Finish it up and talk about being a family cat and family roles and all that good stuff. So... So you kind of talked about what those family roles were, what those look like, I guess, is what I'm kind of saying. Excuse me. I'm grabbing my computer. I really thought something was going to fall on my head. <laughs> I, yeah, again. Um, and we were talking about that most of the time the family cat can recognize that they're the family cat. Yeah, if you're like, the one who never wants to go around, or you do, and then you bite people. I think you should yeah. bite people. And if you try to life. lick yourself... That could be a problem. Do you ever... You know what? <laughs> Are you going to pose that question back to me? Because no, I don't. You know what? Um, <laughs> when we... Uh, okay, so... When I was younger, and not 40, um, we would drink, my friends and I, and I used to lick my when I get drunk. It's disgusting. Why would I do that? You're the therapist, not me. I don't know. I don't know. Why would you lick people? But maybe you had a little Miley Cyrus in you. <laughs> no. No, my ass is way better. And I can actually twerk. I mean, I can try. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Were you hugged enough as a child? <laughs> I think we've already established that I wasn't. <laughs> so, okay, the, the roles that we were talking about were simply the dysfunctional roles. They're, mm-hmm. And when you're a healthy family, you are able to be yourself and have a role and be Probably your, not listening you. to this podcast. That may be true. No, that's not true. You guys aren't dysfunctional. It's fine. But usually the roles that we talked about, like the scapegoat, the golden child golden which we child. were like oh that's a golden retriever or that's yeah. a dog or yeah, whatever we totally made them all animals but yeah one of the things is that it's uh those are all signs of a dysfunctional family in a healthy family which i'm gonna be fair i think i only know of like one in my entire life are they real yeah well it's one of my clients where he's concerned that they're normal so Which that, is weird that we live in an environment where he's seeking therapy and he's completely normal. Yeah. But he feels like he's abnormal because he's normal. Because like, he can't relate unquote. to the abnormal Like maybe I family. have more stuff than I really believe that I have, even though I feel like I've lived a fairly good life. And it, it, he, it's crazy to me. I'm like, honey, you're okay. <laughs> I'll see you next Thursday. You're okay. <laughs> I'm going to graduate you now. <laughs> But yeah, like the dysfunctional part. And dysfunction comes from a long line of just bullshit. Like we talked about breaking that cycle of different things. like Setting boundaries. Right. Like our, our grandparents were alcoholics. And so their children, their four children, all had specific roles. They, two of the four alcoholics, mm-hmm. the other, well, one ended up getting addicted to other things but and then there's your mom who's a little bit anxious i think we can agree a little a lot of it she's anxious 
she's like a hypochondriac kind of person. So that's where that comes in. Like the fear of doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Doesn't smoke, doesn't drink. Um, judges us all for drinking. Oh, for sure. Unless you're my brother. And then um, doesn't really cuss much either. Like I feel like she just tried to shun all of that and like separate herself. Yeah. To not be part of that. To not be part of every. Well, I don't know if I said that, but like our aunt, um, she read the book that labeled all of these when it first came out in the early 90s and tried to tell her siblings and they're like get the hell out of here what are you talking about as they're chugging beer i'm sure Mm -hmm. and it's just interesting that you don't want to believe that stuff but you know we lived we i mean we live in a rural area Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of a little bit backwards thinking and or not as progressive thinking to look at those rules and how they affect us all really um you don't really realize how dysfunctional your family is until you start comparing notes with your peers. You're like, wait, your mom goes out on balconies? What's that like? Oh, or Jesus. Your, your, I hope that person was a Satan that day. <laughs> your dad doesn't have beer in his fridge all the time? Like, those are kind of... And, you know, the different stages of our life, we have different... Like, I didn't drink as much in the last 10 years or so I started drinking a little bit more and even then it was sort of like my well my ex-husband's like you're an alcoholic and I'm like I had two beers it's okay I'm an adult I can have a beer mm-hmm. or a glass of wine like but it's just it's the culture like it, growing up we always had there was always alcohol my dad was very much a functional alcoholic it wasn't until my oldest brother who is an addict mm-hmm. got sober the first time that my dad was like hey you know what I might be an alcoholic he went with him to a meeting and he was like I think I might have a problem we're all like shit yeah you do let's support you in this one yeah wow yeah what a breakthrough did it stop him from drinking no I think I do remember though a time when we went down I think your brother was living by the Ohio River at the time and we went down to see the 4th of July fireworks or something as a family, a group, like, groups, and we were going to go somewhere, and your dad was like, well, we can't go to that restaurant because they have beer, and then I know I'm going to want one, but I, I'm trying not to drink in front of him because he's on this sobriety, like, path or whatever, and I was like, pretty, I'm like, that's that very, was probably like, at the regatta, maybe? That's I was younger, time. like, well, like, yeah, so he was... <clears throat> sober for a while he, he's not as much now but whatever um but he went through several sober phases i mean if you're if you've already been sober for a year for your 21st birthday clearly right again he has his own there's some again we've i've said it before but um it's just interesting how that plays into account like my mom gets tipsy maybe twice a year that's adorable However, she carries a corkscrew for wine in every purse that she owns because wine happens. But she doesn't get drunk. she doesn't get drunk, but she loves wine. But it's not like it's so yeah. weird. She can stop herself. Yeah, I think that's weird. I know that we were at work, not we, not me and you, but I was at work with my people that I work with. Like, oh, that's a really good drink. That's something that you'd probably, like, sip on in the summer. I think we were doing, like, a grapefruit beer. Like, someone was like, oh, this is really great. Oh, like, Lightning Kugel. So, uh, no, it was, 
uh, it's from Germany. It was a vault, uh, a war, a vault, they don't pronounce their W's as W's, right? It's a V, mm-hmm. a vault, vault, or something. I don't know. They now have a pineapple one on one try. But anyway, she said, oh, this is really good. So she went out on her lunch break. She bought it, like a six pack. And a couple of us like shared a bottle or two amongst like four people just to taste it. Uh See if we liked it or whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, this is really good. If you, you know, hot day, had a little alcohol content. So they're like, you know, you're just kind of sitting around sipping drinks, you know, whatever. And I'm like, who the fuck sips drinks? And I'm like, oh. Normal That's probably people. generational alcoholic, like, talking. Like, who? I, I cannot sip. I can't sip. I drink. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, unless I don't like it. So if I were to go somewhere and I needed, and I knew I needed to sip on something, I would have to pick something I did not like. Because for Ew, me. why would you do that? So I would sip on it. Because for me, it's a thing where I like the taste so then I drink it as if I drink my flavored waters and things like that. Huh. I don't drink it for the effect. I drink it because I like the taste. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can see that. Occasionally, like, I'll get a, like, a taste for beer. Like, oh, God, I love beer. Yeah. But then, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't drink to get drunk or to get that, like, I get that buzz little, feeling. I get a little buzz and then I stop. That's not what I do. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends. Where I could drink, like, five, six beers and be like, oh, this is great. Like, I, you know, you start to get a buzz and you start to drink. And nobody else, like, my brother, I don't think my brother does that because he can't really hold a beer or two in the system. No, he cannot. And so, like, I'm the only one in my extended-ish family, like, my brother, my mom, and all that. But on Tony's side, I don't drink that much. Like, if they were to judge me, like, I don't drink much. I, I guess it just you know, depends. I mean, again, dysfunction is in your dynamics and all of that. Right? Alcoholism in your family, subjective. Mm-hmm. Your mom used any drinking as alcoholism. Oh yeah, which is interesting considering her siblings and her parents and what that you know. I think her nieces just, and nephews. Yeah, I think it's just her anxiety of it. Of like, it worries her. Like, oh, if you have one drink, you're gonna slide down that slope, and you're gonna then be the alcoholic. So maybe this, I was afraid of that you know? for the longest time. Like I didn't drink when I was younger a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It was probably maybe twice a year that I would drink, and then I realized, oh, I can do this socially. Yeah, and, not, and I don't have a problem, and I can, but I'm still part of that dysfunctional cycle mm-hmm. of like, what do you tell your kids? Because they see like, oh, you're drinking, but I'm not drunk. Like, yeah, I feel like <laughs> you have to be drunk. Like my dad would, my dad would drink. I mean, a lot. Mm-hmm. And of, you know, my five, the five of us, like, we're definitely dysfunctional, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think that goes in stages, and it's generational. I think back to just when I was a kid and, like, my grandma's siblings. I feel like they were all drinking. I feel like that was a thing. If they weren't drinking, man, they were smoking, I'm telling you. <laughs> Not even weed. It was camel cigarette, and it was so thick. Ugh, like, the kind you have to, like, part with your through, hands yeah. to get through. So maybe that, like, has shaped... I don't know. I feel like part of the reason that you're the family cat is because of your brother's personalities. Yeah, they're annoying. And you almost didn't have... Like, that situation made your personality. 
My brothers made my purse. Don't tell them that. <laughs> Not in a positive way. But you know what I mean? Like, my brother and my mom get along very well, and they have very similar uh, personalities that I then felt like an outsider in some, some situations. So then I just got that, like, you don't need me, I don't need you. I'll go over here and, you know, like a cat. Like, I will go... I do my thing. Yeah, I'll do my thing. You guys look at your books and your museums. I'm you know, gonna be over when here. you think about like a family cat, though, and I and I likened it to the cat that we had with the four of us. Like she liked a few people, mm-hmm. and I have different relationships with each person in my family. Like my mom and I are as close as we could be for us. If that makes sense, like our relationship is as close as she is capable and I am capable of giving like we give enough I probably text her or talk to her probably five days a week even if it's just like hey this happened like today we had a whole text chain about uh, suicide honestly like cause Naomi Judd huh. I was like what is this like relevant well, to because she yeah so she yeah my mom said oh they said that she lost her like due to mental illness what does that mean and I said probably suicide mm-hmm. She was like, no. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what else it would be. And then she texted me today and said, oh, dad just said yes. They confirmed. And I said, okay, that seems legit. And she's like, well, women don't usually do that. So there was a whole conversation as I'm trying to get my nails done. And so, <laughs> and talked to me about drinking. <laughs> but that was like the third text chain that we had had this mm-hmm. week. So like we do that in burst. My dad and I like will randomly call each other and then we'll talk for an hour. But like. Usually it's like, hey, how you doing? Fine. Hey, how are you doing? Fine. And then we go on about our day. Like a check-in. Yeah. And with my brothers, like, I talk to my sister-in-law more than I talk to my brothers for the most part. Yeah. Because they'll be like, hey. I'll be like, hey. We're good. And it's over. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're good. Okay. Bye. But, like, if my, if either of them are having some sort of issue. They come to the family. They, yeah. come, they come to me. They don't always like the response because sometimes I bite. While you're licking yourself. Yeah. I'm trying to bathe myself. Can you get out of here, please? (laughs) No. Like, I just think that you go through those, those dysfunctional family roles and it's hard to break out of them even as adults. My brothers still see me as that the annoying sister, not the person who's had a life outside of that family unit. They, they discredit that. And I think we, we all have a tendency to do that with our siblings. Like, you don't see how successful they are because they've always been your kid. Yeah. Or, like, your kid brother, your kid, yeah. like, sister, whatever the case is. Maybe. I don't know. I don't... Like, I'm sure. I mean, I, I feel like I don't do that. I see them for who they are, but I feel like they see me for... Like I've said before, they... Me being a therapist is the stupidest thing ever it's voodoo it is voodoo <laughs> therapists aren't real apparently therapy yeah. isn't real i don't no. know what that means but mm. still so it would and you can have a functional relationship with your family and still be the family cat though right i don't think so like you could if you have a healthy family mm-hmm. no one is the cat you're all viewed as this and that's okay. You're who you are. Like I said, the scapegoat, the clown, the whatever. Mm-hmm. 
those are all roles that you take on in response to whatever's happening that you the trauma so are those separate from like your personality though Mm -hmm. i mean they shape your personality and make you who you are i think there's until you have to like face them which you can overcome it that's what therapy is for or therapy school (laughs) in my instance but like it's you have to confront and look at why am I this way? It's because of X, Y, Z. And even though you can overcome it in a dysfunctional family, they're going to struggle with seeing you as anything different. So if you had somebody come to you and say in your a therapy session and say, I think I like or just say, I feel like I don't get along with my family in certain ways or whatever and they basically describe themselves as the family cat what would then your like what would you say to them or what would some takeaways be for them i think we would look at the toxicity of the relationships and why it's that way again it comes back to that blood is thicker than water we all think that we have to have a relationship with our family because they're our family but if it's too toxic and you are stuck in this, like, pigeonholed into this one role and you can't break out of it and all you get is that toxicity, let's question whether or not you should spend as much time with them as you are. Like, let's be honest and open. And if you do have to spend time with them, or there's a family business involved, <laughs> you let's talk about how you can cope with that and how you deal with that what that looks like for you and slowly reshape that dynamic yeah like it's helping you understand why am i this way and how did my root family my family of origin shape me into this way and as an adult do i still want to be perceived that way so it's helping you grow because our brains don't make up new information our brains are are constantly in a loop so if i experience something at three years old and it happens periodically throughout my life. At 23, I'm still going to be reacting as a three-year-old. It's just I have more words for it, if that makes sense. So an adult, tantrum like is, adult tra- tantrum is different than a child tantrum, right? So we have to reshape and reform and let's look at it a different way and perceive it something differently. So like understand how can I react a certain way. We all want our parents' approval we all want to feel like we're validated in those relationships and you don't always get that and it's learning to be okay with that it's if i don't have that maternal energy from my mom where can i find it elsewhere well i have friends who can give me that maternal energy that i need that maternal love that i need they could be the same age they could be older they could be younger but it's finding someone who fills that role for you and not expecting this person who's supposed to, right? Your mom is supposed to fulfill this kind of loving relationship and she's incapable of it. It's accepting that she's incapable of it and then recognizing I can get that elsewhere. And it's finding those people and filling your life with Mm -hmm. your friend family and recognizing you can get that. Can you still be the family cat in in your friend group? I would question whether you're there, your friend. Although I'm probably like the family cat too. 
Well, you tell other people to hug other people because you don't want to do it. <laughs> so, but like, you could still be social with your friends and getting those, you know, core, as I'm core feelings. This, as I'm need. saying this, I I do recognize that as I've gotten older, my friend group is. I'm in that phase where it's like, ugh, you know, everything's going on. Mm-hmm life circumstances, things have happened, you let people have their space, how much space you give them, like, I'm fine with just, like, a text here and here and there, like, how are you, let's talk, blah, 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 those big paragraph texts, and I don't have to come see you, because, again, that's my anxiety, which we'll go into, but, um, I don't require a lot of that. A lot of attention right. in that capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, my people, my family, views me as needing all the attention, which... They do. (laughs) I don't need it. I don't want it. Yeah. Like, stop looking at me. Stop paying attention. But for some reason, that's the role But they they also, like, put you in the middle. Yeah. It's kind of their assholes. Yeah. So it's like, well, you can't say that I want all the attention when you make me have all the attention because you put me in the middle of your squabbles. Yeah. That's but everybody I likes a cat. Except I don't like cats. No, my family doesn't like cats. Yeah. They hate cats. Yeah. So, there you go. Everybody likes pets, though. It's good for your um, health to, like, pet a cat or a dog. Oh, yeah. It totally reduces your anxiety and stress and blood pressure and all that good stuff. Well, what's it do to the cat? <laughs> That's what happened. I don't know. I think the cat likes it until it doesn't. Maybe it's just been like, okay, you know what? You're not getting on my nerves. You're now giving me your stress and anxiety. I'm now going to bite you. Maybe they're like... I don't know, because I feel like dogs, I mean, I guess cats can. There are friendly cats. Yeah. I'm just not one of them. <laughs> You're just a biter. I'm the one that bites. Yeah. And then they're mad at me because they pet me wrong, and mm. they don't actually pet me, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know. I think the the role, the idea of the family cat is definitely from a dysfunctional frame. I think sure. we need to make a sticker and, like do a giveaway or something and have like the family cat and just have like a cat yeah like I'm the family cat don't pet me I don't know not that because that'd be weird to put that on something that'd be inappropriate but I don't know guys tell us what it should be we need like a bumper sticker or like a sticker for your windshield or your back window or like your your cups your laptop you get some swag going yeah merch merch I'll look into that one in a minute I'm the family cat. Yeah. I'm the family cat. Don't bother me. I don't have time for you. Don't talk to me. Just leave me alone. Look at me and adore me, but just over but there. But when I want. But over there. No, don't come near me. I will bite you. <laughs> I will scratch you. I, I saw a shirt the other day. It said, um, free, free hugs, like real big. And then underneath it said, just kidding. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I love that shirt. Oh, I need that. I don't need it to be small print though. It was like. The free I mean, hugs, the free like, caught your, like, but it, tiny. like, that caught your eye. And then after, underneath that, like, because you could see that there's more text on it, you kept reading, and it was like, don't fucking touch me. Don't fucking touch me. Just kidding. Don't fucking touch don't me. Don't fucking touch me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, being a family cat, I don't think it's easy. Because you're perceived a certain way, even if you're not that way. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, if I were to marry into a family that wasn't dysfunctional, I think I'd be like, what's wrong with you guys? You know, like, like your, your client said, like, I think there's something wrong with me because we don't have anything wrong. 
that was kind of the thing. Like, his now wife, it, she has some history of dysfunction. Yeah. And she kind of thought it was weird that he didn't have any and that he was, like, completely normal. And she was like, I think you need to solve some stuff. And so then he overthought and then was like, well, there was this one time where... I couldn't tie my shoes and then I had to break down and, and we had she's both like, fat. Like, me and another girl in college were both drinking and we kind of felt each other up and then we fell asleep just spooning. Do you think that I overly touched places and maybe I shouldn't have and maybe she thinks I'm a rapist? And I was like, no. <laughs> Oh my god, that poor guy! I know. How dare his wife do that to him? No, but I mean, she was like, maybe you do because he was starting You're to just stress about memories. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, no, he no. Just... His wife is is amazing. They're great for each other, but he would obsessively think about these things. They're not, they're not that great. And then I said, she really is though. Like that was just one instance, one small fraction of who she is. But he thought he was losing his mind because he was normal. What? Well, because he started to, then he like started bringing up like all these other things, and it was like, honey, you're okay. Yeah. I didn't share my crayons. You didn't have to. It well, was right. And then I was like, he was explaining it. And I said, first of all, let's okay. First of all, your stories aren't interesting. She is this other girl. There was another interesting, another girl that he had something with, and I said, no. They were, like, feeling each other up to Harry Potter, and I was like, Harry Potter? Not really the movie I would feel someone up for, but hey, each their own. And he was like, I know. And and then he said something like, do you think that's wrong of me? Do you think she sees me? And he was like, she came to our wedding, and she's really cool, and we still meet up. I'm like, then she's fine. Yeah. I she said, unfortunately, and this is what I said. I said, unfortunately, with the whole Me Too movement, we have gone so far over that, like, yeah. We now say that we have no control over our own yes or no, that it's always the man's fault. And I said, I'm sorry. I said, as a feminist, I recognize that uh, I've done some crap things too, and I'm just as much to blame. Which is honestly why I can't stop watching the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing. Oh my God, it's a train wreck, and she's an abuser. And honestly, I feel like it's time that we understand that, hey, crazy bitches are fucking crazy for a reason. No like, matter what the size. She shit in his bed. She shit in his bed. She pooped in his bed. And he's the abuser. Because he's the guy. Like, I feel that's like bullshit. That's, that's so wrong. They're like, well, what we, is it? As a woman, um, we all have known those crazy girls. Oh. Where you're yeah. just like, damn, you're a psycho. Yeah. And they are, they are fucking. I don't like to use the word crazy, but those bitches. They be crazy. crazy. Yeah. And I feel like there was a radio ad the other day about the local um, women's shelter here in town, and it said like one in three women will do will experience some sort of abuse or like either physical, mental, or sexual abuse in their life. I think I think it said one in three. It could have been one in two. It's one in three. One in three. And then it said, and men are what is it? One in five. One in seven. It was something like that, and saying like it does it happen does to them as well. And then I just want to be like. Yes, it clearly does. Like that, sh- and it's not normal. Like it's normal to be like, oh, she was abused. I, no, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's not normal. Like so it's she, okay. It's yeah. normal with this as specific in- interest, uh, specific example. It's yeah, she's a crazy girl. Like she, and oh, when the psychologist got up there and was like so poised and beautiful and mwah. <laughs> loved it for a chance like, it was so italian, good. italian it was so good like and it was just like yeah like let's take this into account like let's be honest and it came out right after i feel like the trial started right 
after the whole Will Smith, Chris Rock, and then coming out that Jada's a narcissist as well, and, like, pulling... I'm like, yes. These women exist. Mm -hmm. And it's not all of us. Just, like, those men exist. It's not all of them. There are some people who throw up some red flags and let's look at them like let's be honest mm-hmm. if we're if we're going to be equal then we have to be called on our, our shit too maybe that makes me a non-feminist but i don't fucking care i think the feminists now have the wrong message out there yeah i feel like it's definitely changed like the from what i'm gathering as what certain people's stances are and what their titles are it doesn't correlate to what it used to mean yeah so i feel like some of that's changed but i think it should say like especially since I'm raising boys, like, yes, girls can be equally shitty. You know, like, you, they can say things to where you don't go out of the house if they're, um, if they can't go because they want, they don't want you to go anywhere. Or, you know, just certain things to where it's not just women who can be abused. Yeah. Should we have the same amount of pay as men do for the same job? Yes. If your skills are the same. Should we also be called out on being abusive? Yes. If your skills are the same. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's those things. I feel like we got off the family cap, but let's well, wrap maybe, it up here. It's maybe a shorter episode today, I think. Family of snakes. The family of snakes? No, they are the family snake. Oh. I don't yeah. like snakes. <laughs> Bitches. Bitches be crazy, too. Stupid heifers. I mean, I I don't remember. The, again, I love comedians. They I have to watch happy things, not sad things. But it was one of them where it's like, have you ever heard of, like, We've all heard of, like, oh, that crazy ex-girlfriend, right? And they were like, yeah, because they're so prevalent. And I think it was a guy that was saying, like, we haven't heard of the crazy ex-man stories. Like, oh, because those are, those end up in death, unfortunately, right? Like, we're more likely to be hurt by someone who sleeps next to us than a stranger. Right. Doesn't Three stop times me. more likely to be killed by your significant other. Doesn't stop me from cuddling up to my significant other, but I think... It's it's something that's out there. We could totally talk about abuse for like an episode too. Maybe we'll do that too. Yes. Make a note in my head right now. Yeah. All right. So I think we're done. Yep. If you can hear, I have guests. The littles have, are home. Yeah, the littles are home. So we got to wrap it up. Yep. Or it'll get so loud. So make sure you are subscribed and you like and share our podcast, and also follow us on social media where we sometimes share pictures. Of, uh, I think I know there's a picture of Phineas on there from oh, when I'm he was sorry. snoring that one time. I had to show a picture of him. He probably needed a bath. And his cute little face. And then we'll do drink recipes and just maybe uh, relevant topics to our episodes. Yeah, and, and to let you know that they're out. About being a family cat. Yeah, maybe we'll make some stickers. Just some stickers. Some stickers. Do you want a sticker? All right. Share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Send us your questions to our Gmail account. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.